Hello everyone, it's here at Kill the Country. My name is Brian Joyner, and this is, in fact, When Killers Get Cult. I know you're probably asking yourselves, where the heck is Brittany, and why the heck is Brian doing an intro? Well, since our last recording, Miss Brittany has come down with something unfortunate. It's called adulting. Yes, adulting affects every person over the age of 18, and the only cure for taking... For... Oh, I had this... I had this... Perfect. Hold on. Oh, yes, adulting affects every person over the age of 18, and the only care is taking a fucking break. So, Miss Britt took a fucking break this week and is recovering now. Now, she'll be back next week. So, if you're looking for serial killer slash like uh, killer content, um, I suggest you return next week. For a regularly regularly scheduled program, um, but if you're here for Creeps with Brian, then good news, you'll get a <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, hopefully, I can make this as entertaining for y'all as much as it is with Brittany when she's here. Um, I know it's going to be a little different since I am a one man show and. It's not as entertaining, and it won't be like the back and forth that Brittany and I have. So, hopefully, hope, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, um, I can do the show justice, I guess. I don't know. So, let's try to get into this. I know I'm completely awkward, and I'm... I don't apologize for that, because that's who I am. I'm an awkward person. So, anyway, so I'm sure a lot of you are, I guess, I guess you could say flying high this week, because of the great news we received, um, that, of course, Dogecoin has hit 30 cents, like, but, you know, as y'all are flying your damn rocket ships to the moon, the rest of us are still dealing with the earthly stuff. If you, you'd get that joke if you were into cryptocurrency, whatever. Anyway, Elon Musk. <laughs> um, so in case you've been living under a rock for like the past couple of days, um, you haven't heard that Derek Chauvin has been found guilty of all charges in a George, uh, George Floyd's uh, murder case. Um, but let me just say that this is just, you know, just because one person is put behind bars doesn't mean that fight against injustice is over. Um, it's been all over the news this week, so let's just leave it to the real reporters to talk about that, <laughs> which I am not. I am just a... Guy with a microphone. I will talk about a story from everyone's favorite state in the U.S., though. Um, which is, of course, Florida. Where just about everything happens. That's right. If you thought you weren't getting like a crime story this week because Brittany is not here, you thought wrong. I am going to keep up with the tradition of us doing like a little... I guess, crime story of the week that we found interesting. And this week, 
actually, I think it was posted. Oh, damn, it was posted yesterday. Um, this week, I found an interesting story from Florida. Uh, the headline reads, Florida nurse bites Uber driver's neck and shakes head like a pit bull in bizarre, unprovoked attack. That's right there. It's, you can already tell it's going to be a crazy story. Um, I'm about to say, this is like the second story I saw this week about a Uber slash Lyft driver being attacked. Or, no, no, being attacked by <laughs> their passengers. And my heart goes out to all the rideshare. Yeah, they're, I think they're called rideshare. Uh, rideshare people out there that are dealing with crazy passengers especially like taxi drivers because i know they have been putting up with it for the longest time um but yeah so it says um a florida woman is facing a felony charges after she allegedly choked and bit an uber driver in an unprovoked attack and it happened on april 17th um so her name was michelle stillwell and apparently she got an uber drive home um and apparently she slept most of the way home she was knocked the hell out um it doesn't say where she was coming from from the cask social kitchen oh the cask social kitchen in tampa um wherever that may be i just know this happens in florida so tampa's in florida of course anyway <laughs> Um, so apparently she's just asleep and they get like a couple blocks away from her house and she like, she like springs up out of her sleep and just starts attacking him for no reason. And like it says, she starts screaming curse words at him and she slapped him in the face. And after that, she starts choking and biting him. And, like, there's a video of this, and she's screaming something, like, hurt something about a daughter, and it's, it's, it's a crazy video, you get, like, you gotta watch it. Um, I found a story on crimeonline.com, I was searching around, because, you know, that's what I do, um, and I look at my, you know, my Twitter, and... I follow some crime stuff, and this is what popped up for me. I, when I first saw this, I was like, what the heck? So, she was just asleep. Maybe she had a nightmare. Maybe she thought he was, like, her um, her sleep paralysis monster or something, and she just went full-on attack mode, which was, ugh. Like, can you imagine? Like, okay, first of all, you know you're not even supposed to... You're not, like, that's, like, number one rule of the road. You do not attack the driver. You don't hit the driver because that's, like, your life, everybody's life's in danger if you attack the driver. And I can just imagine how freaked out this guy was. She was probably sitting in the back seat, get a chokehold from behind, it's just, like, someone biting your neck. Ah, oh, damn, no. Someone be getting, like, a, I don't know, like... If that happened to me, they'd be getting like the hell up attack. He punched the <laughs> backward punch to the face. Oh goodness, I I just can't, I can't 
imagine how this guy went on with the rest of his day. Like, I'd, I had to, like, call it off. And, like, I can't take any more, like, passengers today. I didn't go to the hospital. Crazy lady attacked me. I'm not sure if I got rabies or not. Just, oh. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I, I'm just going to say that's just blah. Now, it does say that she was probably intoxicated which would explain it so either she was drunk or high as happened on the 17th it wasn't 420 so definitely um wasn't the devil's lettuce so i'm not sure what she was intoxicated on but yeah <laughs> yeah Okay, so now to the reason that you're all still here, or most of y'all still here listening to me from the beginning, um, it's time for some creepy, paranormal, strange things that, you know, that's kind of my jam. So <laughs> that's basically what I'm going to talking about. So back in episode four, I took everybody on a trip to Appalachia. And told the tale of the Mothman. Um, like I find the cryptids or urban legends of West Virginia to be the most fascinating, since these creatures are so diverse and just the stories are just like so original. And uh, like a lot of these stories hold true to a lot of the residents of West Virginia. And these people pass the stories down to their kids and their grandkids. And it's, it's just, it's great. I just love it. Um, so, yeah. So, this week, I'm going to take you guys back to West Virginia and tell you some more tales of Appalachia and some of the cryptids that I find very very interesting this might be a short episode um so i do apologize if you're looking for a long episode like an hour and a half long episode this is not your episode probably about half an hour for you guys i do apologize so to those of you who do not know i love 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 playing video games um game I've been stuck on recently is Fallout 76. Like, I've, I've talked about this. I talked about this back in the freaking Wolfman episode. Um, how much I like playing Fallout 76. And how excited I was to see that they included cryptids in it. Like, they included lore from West Virginia, like the Mothman, you got the Flatwoods Monster, you got the Sheep Squatch, all of these crazy things. They even have, which is interesting, it's um, it's a Mega Sloth, which is like, I guess is based loosely off of a prehistoric sloth. And whenever I saw the Mega Sloth, I was, I was just reminded of a scene from Futurama. I think it was like one of the newer episodes that they came out, like the last season. Um, 
and it was Oktoberfest, and they were on there somewhere, and Fry got frozen, and he fell on this tribe of Neanderthals, and they had, like, prehistoric animals, and one of them was a freaking giant mega sloth, and it moved extremely slow when it was trying to attack everybody else. And that's just what I thought of when I saw Mega Sloth. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But guess what? It doesn't move slow in a game. It moves really fast and it will kill you. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to start with a interesting, oh, interesting to me, uh, cryptid. Um, but like I've mentioned before, West Virginia, West, West Virginia, has a lot of freaking cryptids. And, like, I swear there's one for every city in the state. Like, every city has their own cryptid named after the state. <clears throat> okay. So, on the evening of June 16th, 1964, a reporter named Robert Cockrell was driving home from the office of the Grafton Sentinel paper. He comes around a curve... And he starts to slow his car down because something is blocking the way. Uh, something huge and white. He soon realizes that this is in fact a creature. He books it home and calls a couple of his friends. They go back to where he saw the creature and they find nothing. Not even tracks. The only thing they found was the spot where the monster was standing in the tall grass. Apparently where he saw it, it was how the road was um it was off to the side and the grass was i guess across from the river or something like that near nearby a river so the monster was standing in the grass by the river um so not finding anything his friends he and his friends they decide to go home when they hear this low whistling sound coming from the direction of the river and no matter, apparently, no matter where they went, the sound followed them. So, apparently, this this creature was stalking them a little bit. <clears throat> Either way, Cockrell posts this story about his experience that night um, in the Grafton Sentinel, and it spread like wildfire. People were scared and excited, and... Soon, a monster hunting party, I guess monster, monster hunters were back then, it's not just a video game, um, monster hunters started appearing and people were arming themselves with basically everything they could find to take down this monster. Soon, I don't know when, it doesn't really say when, um, soon they started calling this thing the Grafton Monster because it was found in the Grafton. Grafton area of, yeah, the Grafton area of West Virginia. I guess is Grafton is a city in West Virginia? Let's go with that. Um, so after this monster hunting party begins, um, the police were, um, not surprisingly concerned with these people, these citizens, um, arming themselves with guns. Going out at night, 
looking for a giant monster. Um, so on the next day, whenever this hunting party formed, I, I guess it's it was June 18th when this hunting party began. So two days after the initial sighting of the monster. Um, next day, June 19th, the Grafton Sentinel printed another article about the monster or the subject of the monster um basically saying that look this thing isn't real it's just spring fever you guys are bored and you're just looking for something to do there's no monster i don't know where you guys got this information from but it, it's not a thing sorry they even stated that the monster was actually a handcart with boxes on it, and Mr. Cockrell must have been mistaken. You know, it was late at night, so you know I can I can give him that shadows and stuff, blah blah blah. Um, and since it was like a, they said it was a handcart, everybody was like, okay, okay, this guy's just a little weird. He's looking for attention, whatever. We'll just go back to our business. Put our guns away. Now, before I get to the next part, I want to give you like a, I guess, a rundown of what this thing looks like. Um, I want to describe it as like, if the Hulk was like a big sludge monster, like, um, uh, what's his face? Clay, Clayface from uh, Batman. So if the Hulk was like Clayface from Batman, he had like okay. So this thing it has like no no visible head, so it's basically just shoulders and arms and legs and body, um, and it's covered with a slick, I guess seal like skin. Um, so it may have a head, but it's not a visible head. It might just be like a tiny little knob on top of his shoulders. Um, but yeah, and this thing was, like I said, this thing was huge. And it says it was seven to nine feet tall and four feet wide. So, big boy. Big boy. So anyway, Robert's not excited about you know, the police and authorities saying, hey, dude, it's just a handcart. There's boxes. Chill out, okay? He's not He's he's not very thrilled about that, so he doubled downs on it. So he's like, you know, I'm going to go find someone who actually believes me. And so he goes and finds Gray Barker who is a writer of UFO Phenomena, which is awesome. Um, not for the story, <laughs> but it's, it's awesome. Um, so he goes to Gray and, he, you know, he tells him about his accounts and stuff. And Gray's like, oh, wow, you probably did see something then. You know, since he's a UFO writer, he's ready to believe. So <clears throat> they go out, they compile evidence they take pictures write notes and stuff um like 
Gray even wrote up like an article about you know Robert's experience and stuff, but it never got posted anywhere. So it like literally it it went nowhere after the authorities stepped in and said this is this is nothing. You guys go home. But a lot of people think that since you know Gray was into UFOs that he thought there was some type of correlation between the Grafton monster and UFOs. And who knows? I mean, maybe there's a, a nine foot tall. I mean, there are all the, the tall whites. So that's that could be a thing. Now that I think about it. But they're skinny guys. They're not. They're four. They're not four feet wide. Who knows? Anyway. So, like I said, the Grafton Sentinel says it's a handcart that someone's pushing around. It had boxes on it. Um, I think I read that some kid thought it was a polar bear, but I don't think there are any zoos in West Virginia. And why would a polar bear be running around the streets of West Virginia? Why? Answers any questions. Questions I need answers. Um, but like I mentioned before, the Grafton monster actually appears in Fallout 76. And it's an actual monster. And it looks just like it was depicted in um, Robert Cockrell's story. It's a large bipedal hulking beast. Um, it's like a big gray white sludge monster and it's just terrifying to see it out in the middle of nowhere so yeah that is um that's what i have for the grafton monster um let's move on to the next story so let's move over to flatwoods where they too have their own cryptid now this one of course is named the Flatwoods Monster, or um, also known as the Braxton County Monster. Uh, this alien-like cryptid stands or floats at about 10 feet, um, has a round face, or it has like a large, I, I guess it has like a round face, and it has like a large hooded thing behind its face, or its face is part of the hood, I'm not completely sure. There are different descriptions of this um, thing. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's shaped like a, I guess, uh, uh, Ace of Spades. Um, and it also has claw-like hands. And it looks like it wears some type of, like, space, space age robe type thing. It's a real creepy looking monster. Um, Alright, so here's a little, a little backstory of it. So... It's September 12th, 1952. Uh, there are two brothers, Edward and Fred May. Um, they are with their friend, and they see this bright, pulsing object go across the sky. And they see it land in this farm. So they run home, go get their mom. So she comes with them to go you know, check out what crash landed on Earth. And, um, she brings along, I guess, two other kids tag along with her. Um, 
as well as a National Guardsman. So they got the big guns coming along to check out what the heck this thing is. Um, so they see a glowing red light from where it lands, and that's when they see it. A tall humanoid monster with a blood red body and a green face. Almost a blood red face, but no, it's a blood red body with a green face that looked like it was glowing. Like the, I guess the eyes were like shining like flashes, flashlights at them. Um, <clears throat> um, so of course they get scared and they, they run off as one would do. Um, and of course this story was all anyone could talk about in the area. And of course, like always, there are people who did not believe this at all. <laughs> um, now the police, I, I read, um, I was looking this up, I think it was history.com. They quoted the police saying that at first it was like seven feet tall and then people were coming back and then it was 10 feet tall and then people came back and it was like 13 feet tall and then it was seven feet, 17 feet tall. And I'm like, make up your minds, guys. Like, st stick with a size. <clears throat> but, Nonetheless, the story spread, and it caught the attention of who else but Gray Barker. Uh, he, I, I guess, um, I guess he he he's a native from West Virginia, so um, you know him returning there to check it out is not not too out of the the norm. Um, but yeah, he went there to investigate the. You know, Flatwoods Monster, of course. And I think um, a lot of people thought it was a, U a UFO type of thing, obviously, because it looks kind of like an alien uh, based on the description of the creature. Now, this cryptid has been, I guess, kind of debunked or, you know, whatever, um, as being a barn owl because, uh, I guess... Right, just think about it. Just, think, just, just stick with me here. So, it's a barn owl, right? They said the creature has, like, claw-like hands. The barn owl has talons. So, you know, they could have seen that in the tree or something. And the flashing light that went across the sky or the flashing light that was around the monster was actually a meteor that was seen um, around the area. Um, it was seen from Baltimore, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia at that time on the same night. So this kind of like, like it, it comes together, I guess, as it could be a barn owl, like most cryptids might be like the Mothman might, may have been a barn owl. You never, you never know. Um, anyway, just a little, um, media thing that I found interesting. Um, the Flatwoods Monster obviously appears in video games. Um, Fallout 76, of course, um, where the game is based in West Virginia. 
but the monster also appears in The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. And I didn't put this together until now, and I, until I saw pictures of it. And I was like, oh my god, that is the Flatwoods monster. So, there's this little side uh, mission you have to do. It's at uh, Romani Ranch. And this little girl that's there, her name is Romani, so the ranch is named after her. Um, <clears throat> and she says something along the lines like, they come every year, and they come like this bright, glowing thing. And what she's talking about are these ghost-like entities that come to abduct their the cattle from the ranch. So she's like, "All right, I'm tired of this. We're gonna take. I'm gonna take care of these monsters once and for all." Now, if you don't do this quest, um, and the next day after the the Flatwoods Romani Ranch ghost monsters, whatever you want to call them, um, appear, she disappears. So I'm gonna say that the the Flatwoods monsters take them. Now, if you do do this quest, um. <clears throat> You have to ride on your horseback, uh, Ipanga's back, and shoot your arrows at these flatwood monsters that are trying to abduct these cows. Now, if you look at them, they look like, uh, just look it up. You'll see them. They look like tiny versions of flatwoods monsters that you that are floating around using their flashlight eyes that are trying to take these cows. So I thought that was pretty awesome because, you know, Legend of Zelda is a shit. So is Majora's Mask. So, yeah. Um, and that is basically all I have for this week. Um, for the, you know, your your your, your creepy side of, I, I guess, the podcast. <laughs> um, but if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, you can always find us every Thursday um spotify apple podcasts anywhere you're finding podcasts make sure you guys if you're listening on apple podcasts or any podcast that allows you to rate and review to leave us a rating five star review if you like the podcast not this episode this is just a filler episode okay just don't 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 worry about this episode just you know it's giving you guys content because i don't we didn't want to leave you guys without i guess hearing one of our voices um also if you have any questions you want to ask or you have any comments you want to ask always leave a review or you can email us at courtpodcast at gmail.com um you can always find Brittany on tiktok at courtpodcast um and I am one who likes to stream video games. I haven't done it in a couple of weeks, but I'm trying to get back into it. Um, I stream on Sundays on twitch.tv slash foxytrainer, and I usually play something scary. Um, but yeah, like I said before, thank you guys for listening. And if you made it as far, listen next week, and it, it'll be a lot better. All right. <laughs> Bye.
When Killers Get Caught is sponsored by the Magic Class Boutique. Now, why does that name sound so familiar? Well, it's because it's a business ran by our very own Brittany. That's right. The Magic Class Boutique is not only a black-owned business, it's a woman-owned as well. This is a jewelry company that makes some pretty awesome earrings, ranging from cute little sushis to spooky mermaid skeletons. There are even adorable self-defense keychains for those just-in-case moments. And introducing the Serial Collection. This set of earrings is based off of Serial Killers and the official merch for the podcast. This collection features everything a Serial Killer would need to pull off their crimes, from hunting knives at the beginning of their crimes to warding keys for when they eventually get caught. Check out themagicclasp.com today where you can use our promo code CAUGHT to receive 15% off of your online order. That's T-H-E-M-A-G-I-C-C-L-A-S-P dot com and use promo code CAUGHT for 15% off and make sure you tell Brittany that I sent you.